Eventually, what happens for most of us is comparison becomes intertwined with our metric for success and joy. Greetings, my name is Z and welcome to Checkpoint 30. And this is where we cultivate habits, embrace growth and redefine success. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the thief of joy that comparison can be. In itself, it's not a bad thing. Comparison is great for evaluation. We do it when we are shopping and we are comparing prices. And if you're like me and you're lactose intolerant, you would be in that milk section comparing the brands that are lactose-free from the ones that are not. And when you're out eating at a restaurant and you get the menu, and again, if you're like me, you start comparing the prices because you're looking for the stuff that won't break the bank. But if you're like my wife, then you start looking at the ingredients and the stuff that it comes with. Start looking at what you haven't tried. Ooh, it's got salmon and all of these things. And you don't really care if it costs a numb and a leg. <sighs> Story of my life. Love my wife. I do. Moving on. When you are looking at monthly budgets, if you're someone who likes to run the numbers, you always compare how much you spent last month compared to this month. It's, it's great because comparing is the act of evaluating two or more things by determining the relevant comparable characteristics, which ones are similar and which ones are different and to what degree. But there's one thing that we like to compare, which is sometimes more harmful than it is not, which is ourselves. We like to compare ourselves to others. Now, to paint a picture in this episode, I'm going to break it down into two main sections. What I know and what I've learned. What I know is we grew up in a world of comparison. In school, you are compared to other students. That's fair and fine. At home, you are compared to your siblings, mostly by your parents. I, <laughs> and I think I speak for, if not all my siblings, I was compared to my sister, quite a lot. She was, she was that sibling. She was an A-star student, always passed with flying colors. She was always getting promoted, always getting nominated for things. And it was like she was the golden child. And you would always hear, why can't you be like your sister? Maybe because I'm not. I, I think I actually said that at some point to my mom, that I'm not my sister, <laughs> but that probably didn't end well. Uh, because if you grew up in an African house, you cannot uh, talk to your mother like she's your friend. But hey, grace to my sister. She's, I absolutely love her today. But back then she was my enemy because I was like, dude, can you just, can you fail? Actually, if you're listening to this, you are probably one of the two. You're either the golden child that always passed and did everything. Or you are the victim that was always compared to this alien in your house that for some reason did well in everything in life. Moving on. At work, you also compare yourself to your colleagues or other people in the industry. In my line of work, comparison is inevitable. It's something that happens every day. It's either you are comparing your work with other people in the industry or you are comparing the work you're doing for your brand or the brand that you work for with other brands. So it's an inevitable thing. Eventually, what happens for most of us is 
comparison becomes intertwined with our metric for success and joy. And this is where things can become a little bit harmful to your journey. You start comparing what you drive, the phone you use, where you stay, where you went to school, where you work, your friends. In fact, I've had a discussion with a group of friends before where we argued that most people, when you meet them for the first time and they ask you certain questions like, where do you stay? Where do you work? What do you do for your living? They most of the times are trying to see how you compare to them or how they compare to you in a way to evaluate how they can place you in their life, which is, I suppose, on one hand, potentially harmful because you end up in an endless daily cycle of always comparing yourself to people. You're trying to see, okay, how do I match up to this person? How do I match up to this person? Which brings me to what I've learned. In Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life, one of the chapters or rules is compare yourself to who you were yesterday not to who someone else is today. And I couldn't agree any less with that because looking back at my life, the times where I've been most joyful and rewarded in terms of moving forward and growing as a person is where I've looked at where I'm at today and compared it to where I'm coming from. So where I've looked at my journey, my story, and looked back to be grateful and thankful for where I'm at today and used that as a measure of success and growth. And what I've learned in that is you should create your own metrics of success. And one of them should be comparing yourself to yourself. In my other life as a musician, <laughs> believe it or not, I wasn't always the most musically capable person in the room. I think I, I did all right. In fact, what made it worse is I went to probably the best music school in the country. And when I say music school, I'm talking about secondary education school that offered music. I was in the jazz band, the pop band. I sang in the choir, played some uh, ethno music as well, bira. I, I can say I had a really good music journey in school. After school, I also played in a band. We formed a band with my friends and we played a couple of events and it was really great, but subconsciously and maybe consciously, I had made a mental note in my head that you are okay where you are compared to your peers and compared to your musical friends. You are not going to be anything more than where you are right now because compared to them, you are, yeah, you're just okay. Yeah, it's your family, but you cannot be an achiever or a leader or someone who can go out there and do something more than what you're doing, which is in most cases was to back up or to fill in, not necessarily be the main person, the main guy, but to just be there. So I'd made that mental note in my head which I'm glad I sort of broke out of. At some point, I don't know what the motivation was, but I went solo and became a recording artist. Shout out to my good friend, Maxwell, who actually was, and still would be today anyway, my producer for all the songs that I ever recorded. He is an amazing guy, but an even better professional producer. He knows his stuff and hey man, shout out to you. My second official recording was a single named Ndire Gerere, which is Shauna for 
Forgive Me, although the meaning of the song was Lord Forgive Me, which made number one in the gospel charts of one of the leading radio stations in Zimbabwe, which is, funny enough, called ZFM. <laughs> Do you get it? ZFM? So weird. It was number one for 17 weeks. Yes, I counted because it meant that much to me. Was I the most gifted person out there? Nope, definitely. Was I better than the other musicians who were in the top 10 at that time? No, I wasn't. But had I achieved something that Z five years younger would have been proud of? Absolutely, yes. Had I in my books significantly become better, not only in my craft, but as a person? Definitely. It was a breakthrough moment for me. Quite frankly, it shocked a lot of people, but <laughs> it shocked me mostly because I hadn't seen myself in that space. Remember, I told you I had made a mental note in my head that, look, in comparison to the people around you, you do not have the capacity or the capability to achieve any success, which probably was a fair assessment if I compare myself at that time with other musicians in the industry or my friends at the time who were in the industry. It wasn't really a huge success because it was just being number one on one of the stations in the country. But it's not like I won an award. It's not like I made a lot of money. It's not like I had sold out a show with 10,000 people. There were artists at the time who had a lot of achievements under their belts. But hey, for me and my journey, it was amazing. I had so much joy. And more importantly, I had a fire in me to keep on doing, to keep on going, because comparison at that time was not even an issue. I didn't really care what everyone else was doing. Like I said, it's not like we had made amazing money. In fact, <laughs> in fact, we made losses financially. Comparing yourself to other people is okay, but if you really want to live a thankful, joyful, grateful life, you need to be your metric of success. You need to compare yourself to who you were yesterday, to who you were five days ago, 10 years ago. I hope I have started an internal discussion in your head for you to just start asking yourself, what are my metrics for success? What really brings me joy? And personally for me, when I look back, it would be a crime to be ungrateful and joyful about where I am and where I'm coming from. Thank you for listening and thank you for reaching the end, actually. I hope this second episode was just as helpful as the first one was. And if this is your first time listening to me, there's actually a first episode. So please go check that out. I hope you listen to me next time. <laughs> My name is E, and this is Checkpoint 30. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.